to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Well, despite Kawhi Leonard's wishes to play for the Lakers this season, the Spurs dealt him to Toronto for another childhood Laker fan. Ironically, DeMar DeRozan. So it looks like LeBron will be training the baby Lakers this season. Maybe. We don't know the whole story. We're still a couple of months away. But uh, with all that drama going on, I figured it was a good time to call my friend of 27 years, Stephen Sakach, the man behind Lakers ground, the number one L.A. Lakers Forum. It's kind of their clutch fans. For all of you Houston Rockets fans, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, Stephen, what did you think Wednesday morning when you woke up early to hear the news that Kawhi Leonard was going to Toronto? Well, I guess, yeah, my initial thoughts were uh, Pop traded him as far away from L.A. as he could. Yeah. If he could trade him farther, maybe <laughs> he would have. <laughs> yeah, it was Sib- the Siberia, basically, was what he was doing with that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and then, you know, as far as the trade... It, well, to me, it kind of almost seemed like a lose-lose trade. There's really no way to probably win that um, for the Spurs with the situation they're in. But, um, yeah, you know, they probably improve a little bit off of last year since he wasn't playing. And then Toronto, you know, who knows what's going to happen there because, you know, that could be considered maybe a salary dump if he leaves next year. What was the best uh, Lakers offer, at least rumored offer, for Kawhi Leonard had you heard? Yeah, I'm not sure they really put much of anything on the table. Um, sounded like the Spurs were pretty much asking for everything. Uh, and Lakers were, I think, very content to sit back and see how this plays out. And maybe, you know, they've got cap space next season and they've got LeBron and see if that's enough uh, to bring him over then without having to give up their young core, which they seem very protective of. So, yeah, I haven't heard them offering very much of anything. Yeah, when you bring up that deal, it, it's like I, I just immediately thought, hey, that, that's not a bad thing for Toronto because they're kind of stuck in salary cap hell. They, they weren't going anywhere with the team that they had. And everybody will say, oh, well, that's just because they kept running into LeBron. But it wasn't like they, they looked like a juggernaut in the playoffs otherwise. And, and I just thought, you know, you get out of DeMar DeRozan and you take a, you take a chance like Daryl Morey would have done here in Houston. You take a chance. And you maybe we roll the dice and Kawhi Leonard works out. This is a guy that's, you know, when he's healthy, and that's a big question mark, he's a top three or top five NBA player, and he can help take you to a championship. And he's a clutch guy. And DeMar DeRozan just hasn't been clutch uh, when he's uh, gone up against LeBron. Or It just seems like the playoffs, he's not been what you want. And if you're Toronto, you maybe roll the dice there. They, they change coaches. I thought it was a perfectly good deal. I mean, yeah, uh, he could walk in a year. Absolutely, that that's very possible, and most would say that's very likely. But if you're Toronto, you look at what happened with Paul George, and I'm sure you guys thought of that too. I mean, the Paul George situation, it looked like he was going to go to the Lakers. He said, I want to out of here. I want to be, be dealt. I, I don't want to play for anybody but the Lakers next year. And he goes to OKC, and next thing you know, he decides, hey, I like it here. I'm going to stay. Yeah, I think you hit on it with, um, you know, with Paul George, you know, that'd be kind of the best case scenario for Toronto is being able to woo him, you know, keep him there for, uh, they got a whole year to uh, make their pitch, supposedly, if, you know, they um, bring him in and aren't trading him before then. 
but yeah, they've got a whole year to make their pitch. Worst case scenario, they're probably better off than uh, Oklahoma because they aren't going to be in, you know, salary cap hell um, if he does walk. I mean, what, what what do you think the Lakers will do? Do you think this is the team that they go in with, or do you hear any other uh, rumors about anybody else that they might be interested in uh, of the of the big names, or is it just a, a wait-and-see game and, and we're going to play for next year? I think it's probably a wait-and-see game, uh, and we yeah probably wait until next year. Maybe... Um, you know, maybe they see Toronto as easier to work with on a Kawhi trade down the line um, and pursue that versus, you know, working with San Antonio. I guess the thing that, that I think about with the Lakers is LeBron, you know, he's not getting any younger. You know, you could say, oh, we're going to wait a year. We're going to throw this year away. But LeBron James is about that point in his career where we start to see the downturn with most great players. You know, he's in that almost in the mid 30s range. We saw it here with the Kim Olajuwon. Uh, is that something that you're concerned about at all? That saying, oh, we can put it off for another year, but in another year, LeBron might be another year closer to uh, going on the back half of his career, and you see, you start to see that decline. So, yeah, you get another maybe really good player, and you start to put together a team, but you don't have the LeBron James that we've been seeing the last few years. Yeah, I mean, for me, that would definitely be a concern. Um I think they're kind of pitching LeBron, though, also that they've got this developing young core. And then as his game maybe, you know, declines a little bit with age, they start filling in some of the gap over time. Um, and it sounds like he's all right with that, but that could all be posturing, you know, of course, with the uh, the Kawhi situation. But uh, um, I don't think they're going to be putting on like uh, Brandon Ingram on the table or anything like that. Maybe you'd be seeing like a Josh Hart and some picks and um, – something like that, that would be less sort of painful to them. Um, because I think they are definitely trying to, you know, have it both ways really with having the youth wait for next year and then add more bets, um, a second max player. You follow this team. I mean, you just were in Vegas for summer league. You follow them pretty seriously everywhere that what everything that's going on, every, everywhere that they go. And I'm, I'm wondering from your perspective, uh, which one of these young players do you feel really good about? Do you think has the potential to be a superstar? Would you put your money on Brandon Ingram? Do you think Lonzo Ball could could also be that type of player? Uh, where where are you on some of the younger guys? Yeah, that's a good question. They've all got a lot of different strengths. Um, you know, last year we're playing three rookies with Lonzo and Kuzma and Hart um, extensively. So now it's coming into their second years, uh, you know, and we hear Kuzma putting in three a days, you know, practice every day, um, three times there. You hear, you little worry a little bit about Lonzo and the surgery. Um, you know, how much time is he going to be able to work on his game with that? Uh, and then, of course, we saw Josh Hart in the summer league kind of elevate uh, his game. He finished off really strong last year. Um, and then he's kind of taken it to another level, adding some new skills. Um, so all three of those guys look great. And then you've got Brandon Ingram who, you know, has really t taken a pretty big leap from his rookie year to his second year. And you're wondering, can he do the same thing? Um, technically, should any of those guys, you know, if Kawhi was on contract for like three years or something like that, would you not want to trade any one of those for Kawhi? I, I would think so. But I think they are thinking, you know, we're going to see how each of these guys come out, out and play, um, see what we've really got after a year of full development and then uh, make some decisions on them. But 
I know they're pretty pleased about all of them. How confident are you in Kawhi's injury if his health is going to be able to hold up? Because, I mean, I, I think that probably if I were an NBA team, that would have been my bigger concern over dealing anything major for Kawhi Leonard. Do you, do you spend all that capital on a guy that could be uh, an injury risk for his entire career? I mean, what we saw last year, it wasn't the first time that he'd hurt you know, he'd gotten injured there and it, the, it was at the quad, I guess. Um, and so it, it could happen again and again and again. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a concern, you know, but you got to think a healthy Kawhi is pretty much a game changer. And then they might have a preview of what he looked like with, you know, Team USA um, and getting some time in there. So maybe you see him a little bit before you you pull anything off. Toronto apparently uh, seemed to be happy enough with their situation to gamble on it. Um but yeah, I don't know if if you're Lakers, you really want to make sure you're checking that out before uh, you deal some of your young core. I think the Lakers really kind of looking at kind of Boston Celtics and their model and how they've been patient and had the young core, giving them time to develop and get deep playoff runs. Um, and I know that's kind of influenced Magic quite a bit. I was trying to think uh, of the other free agents. Is there somebody else that you might even be more interested in than Kawhi Leonard in, in this big free agent offseason? A year from now? Well, you know, you've got Jimmy Butler um, who could fit. I would think, you know, really you just want a, that second impact player of some type. Um, what's going on with Capella in Houston right now? Yeah, Capella, we're still waiting to get him signed with the re- restricted free agency. I mean, I, I assume he's going to, you know, be in the fold pretty soon. But I, I guess the deal is it's if he's going he's gonna to sign for four years uh, they're hoping, but if he doesn't like what's going on, he might just sign that one-year deal and, and the one-year tender, I guess, and, and just uh, uh, go into free agency. And maybe you got somebody that's pretty bitter on the Rockets. And if that happens, yeah, I guess Capella's uh, maybe somebody that's up for grabs. And you know, I, I would assume that there's going to be a bunch of teams coming after him. I, I, I'm kind of wondering what he's worth. I just don't know what a center that is the new school center, but he's not a game changer as far as, you know, we're not talking about a superstar. We're just talking about, you know, a really high end role player. What's a guy like that going to be worth in the open market? Yeah. The market is definitely going to be open next year. It was uh, pretty much closed uh, with only a few teams with cap space this year. Next year, you're looking at a lot of teams with a lot of space and seems like typically when that happens, uh, you know, owners and GMs do stupid things. Um, you know, take Mozgov and Dang, for example. But yeah, so who knows what kind of offer he could get? Um, and I'm sure that's what they're kind of leveraging. And then we, you know, of course, there's that talk with the Lakers possibly talking with uh, Capella. You know, prior to the LeBron signing and all that. Um, who knows if that's even trying to set up something for next year? I'm trying to think uh, as far as like who who else that the Lakers might be interested in of the, of the free agents, but Jimmy Butler, definitely not happy, but the rumor that you hear with Jimmy Butler, I guess is Kyrie Irving and those two guys want to play together. Yeah. Um, you know what? Heading to New York. That's the, the rumor with, uh, with the two of them, but uh, yeah, I know the Lakers have definitely have interest um, in Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know, he would probably fit great with uh, the holes they've, They'll have their next season because they've got, you know, KCP on a one-year contract. Um, 
So they would just probably pop him right into that position and kind of as an upgrade. Yeah, Butler's a guy that I covered in high school here. So he's a you know a Houston guy. So maybe he wants to come home if, if Daryl can figure out a way to do that mathematically. And Ryan Anderson, I'm wondering what's going to happen with him between now and the start of the season. But if he's still around next year, that would be his last year. So maybe it'll be easier to get rid of him on, on a, on a one-year deal. That's all that's left with Ryan Anderson. So who, who knows? Uh, let me ask you about the uh, Lakers with LeBron signing there. Um, just, you know, what, what's your first thought as, as you go into this season, like the expectation level? I mean, what seating do you think they could be? I mean, are you got Golden State and the Rockets at the top right now? Do you feel like the Lakers are right there? In that next echelon, do you feel like they can be better than Oklahoma City or Utah or some of the other teams in the West? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, you know, if I'm, I'd probably say somewhere around that four or five seed. I mean, you've got, so you've got Rondo, Stevenson, McGee coming in, all new players there. You've got, you know, the three rookies you talked about, then Ingram. Um, So you've got a lot of either new to the roster or young. Um, players and then you got LeBron in the mix and they've got it all figured out you know and how it's going to play out um, so uh, yeah I don't, I don't think the expectation should be you know total upper echelon first year um, I think there's, they've got a lot of things to figure out but you know four, and five, four or five seeds somewhere around there um, and I think you know Magic is talking about we just want to get to the playoffs and see what happens and I think that's pretty much the expectations. I saw the last numbers were maybe season tickets went up uh, a couple of thousand dollars for the lowest end season tickets for 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 the Lakers or something like that. Do you do you have any uh, numbers that jumped off the page? Did you see anything for Lakers season tickets? I don't know. If you want to see LeBron, maybe go watch him uh, when he plays the Clippers. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Uh, you know, you hear stories about people who, who didn't renew the, their season tickets, you know, a, a couple of weeks or so before the uh, the trade goes down and um, they're just kicking themselves right now for sure. I want to ask you about the summer league experience in a little bit, but first I just want to take a quick second to talk about HBOT America, our great sponsor. Many of you have heard about the benefits of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Athletes like LeBron James and many more use it for recovery. You can do it here in Houston without buying your own hyperbaric chamber Before I tell you how you can save a bunch of money by listening to us, let me explain how it all works. It uses pure oxygen under a higher atmospheric pressure to help the blood saturate and absorb more oxygen into the tissues. It promotes reduction in inflammation, accelerates recovery time, increases blood flow, and studies show it helps with concussions and even cognitive function of the brain. If you'd like to see the effects, try it yourself. Call HBOT America at 832 986-5144. 986-5144. Go to hbotamerica.com for more info. That's hbotamerica.com. And hey, this can do far more than help athletes. Just Google the benefits of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I've been a regular at their location on Kirby by NRG Stadium. The people over there, they're awesome. They're going to treat you right. And if you mention Houston Sports Talk, you'll get a 25% discount on any of their services. Or you can go to the website and use the promo code HST. 25 as in Houston sports talk that's HST 25 in case you forget it just look for the promo code in the description of the podcast all the information is going to be right there well Stephen what's it like what is that uh, summer uh, summer league experience like and and was it much different with LeBron (laughs) signed with the Lakers was there a bigger Laker contingent I would guess so 
but I know the Laker fans are always pretty serious about that. Yeah, I mean, it's only a four or five hour drive, uh, maybe even faster from L.A., depending on how fast you go. But um, it's always a, a big L.A. contingent out there. Last year, you know, we had like, you know, Lonzo brought a lot of people, um, Kuzma as well, a really good team. So I think, you know, some of the crowds there might have been a little bit bigger. Of course, you had LeBron checking out a Lakers game last year um, where I think Lonzo had over 30 points in that game, um, probably his best summer league game. Uh, this year, I think it was a little bit more subdued and some of the times for the Lakers games were like the end of the day, like at eight o'clock. Um, so I think maybe the crowds were a little bit less. They were certainly weren't, um, filling the upper bowl like they did last year at the summer league. For people that haven't gone, is it a pretty cool experience? Do you recommend going to the summer league? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, um, you know, where all the NBA kind of is starting to gravitate toward, um, and deals getting done and talked about you see you know anyone and everyone involved with uh every team you know you can walk through casinos you definitely see nba players um it's it used to be you know for the lakers they used to be out in like long beach and that was really pretty personal you get up and close with the players it's now become you know much more of a a bigger deal all 30 teams um going there and they've got a lot of NBA business on the side and uh, my friends running the the NBA sports business classroom there as well. Give me some name drops. I want to hear some names. Uh, We got some uh, (laughs) uh, Hollywood guys there or uh, somebody uh, other, other than the NBA guys, was there anybody cool or or who were some of the NBA players that you saw? Who were some of the NBA players I saw? I don't know. The game I went to, I I know it was like fresh off like JaVale McGee signing and then people just kind of freaking out, just seeing him walk through the stadium. Um, but and then of course Magic is just uh, you know he's always a charismatic draw, and he's been there quite a bit um, as well. People freak out about Javale McGee. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were. I'm like, who is this? They're talking about, and you know everyone's pointing, and yeah, that's you know it's a new Laker, so that's what happens. Explain to me what the hell uh, Magic and and Palenka were doing. They, they, you know, I think they signed everybody, but. Every crazy person except maybe Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un. I mean, what what did you think about all the signings, the Rondos and the JaVale McGees and uh, some of the uh, – Lance Stevenson, all those guys? Yeah, my first thought was, well, I guess LeBron signed off on this but because um, he, he, he definitely aren't bringing in probably Stevenson without running that through him. Uh, that was the initial thought. But, I, you know, they're all one-year deals. Um and you're trying to figure out, okay, this, these aren't a lot of great shooters um, here. You've got some really good playmakers. You've got guys who can play in the open court really well. So you start picturing what Magic is thinking, maybe, you know, running the fast, fast break like crazy. Lakers were, you know, among the um, league leaders, of course, in pace last year. Uh, so they look to be even faster this year, which is going to be interesting. You know, LeBron hasn't really played at a pace like that, so... Um, how's that all fit in? I'm assuming we're going to be pushing the pace though, um, still. And then when we settle into things in the half court, you know, we've got multiple playmakers. So then who gets the ball in those situations? You got to think LeBron. Um, but maybe they're playing him off the ball a little bit more. Um, you know, you don't want him to lead the league in minutes, uh, like he did last year. And you want to take some of the workload down, um, from him and try and make things easier. So I know that's kind of important to him. With KCP, was that just about the fact that him and LeBron uh, have the same 
agent or I mean, because to me, Julius Randle's a better player than him overall. Or were you happy that they signed KCP and they didn't sign Julius Randle? I mean, I don't know if Randle would have been back with the Lakers for one year or not. Um, but KCP, you know, they pretty much announced that at the same time as announcing LeBron. So that was dealing with clutch. And um, if that's the price of LeBron, you know, you certainly pay it. Uh, but he fit in well and he'll fit in well with LeBron. Um, I'm not sure, you know, if Randall would have fit in entirely as well with, with LeBron. Um, but we certainly need, you know, he, Randall was our small ball center, um, really, you know, grab rebounds, was able to push out on the dribble. Um, so it's definitely, you know, we're going to miss him for sure. And I, they kind of piece together their, their center position right now. So that's a big question mark as well. I was texting you the the day LeBron signed with the Lakers, wondering if the website crashed. How many people were on the website uh, that day? I didn't look at the total numbers. It was, you know, any given time, probably 1,400 or so, just pounding away, um, just, you know, every minute. So, yeah, I didn't look at the total or how many, uh, you know, impressions we were, page views we had that day. I'll have to go back and check. But, um, yeah, I was kind of going crazy that first 20 hours of free agency where you know the paul george didn't take a meeting with the lakers quickly signed with oklahoma and then you had laker fans in panic for the next 20 hours until lebron signed um and you know that was a little bit of bipolar uh situation there on the forum for sure what did you think of the rockets and, and what they've done in the offseason or i guess not done i mean they lose uh ariza um which was kind of weird because he, he's going to Phoenix for a year, it's $15 million. So I guess that's the reason, but, uh, they, they, they lose a reason we're, we're still waiting for Capella, but you're, you know, he's going to, I think he's going to be back either no matter what, but, um, also Mamba Mute, but he's got the shoulder issues. Uh, so they signed James Ennis, which is sort of similar to Mamba Mute. He's got similar skill set, similar shooting. Um, what do you think of what they're doing? And, what do you think about the idea of Mello coming to Houston? <laughs> you know, if you guys are on the doorstep there of a championship, um, you know, and you could taste it practically, and, you know, definitely feels like there was unfinished business, as they seem to say a lot now. But I would have brought everybody back if you could have. Um, if you're, That's when you pay the tax. That's when you, you know, you bite the bullet and you spend is when you're that close um, to, to bring in another ring in. So, yeah, I think, you know, you lose a couple of good defenders, um, and, you know, Riza in the locker room as well. Um, I don't know that, but you've, yeah, you definitely got a cap situation, uh, and the ownership, you know, you wonder to what extent that's going to be playing a role in some of the future decisions or the decision right now with Capella, as far as Mello, um, you know, who, who knows? Uh, it's really tough to say. You know, he can definitely still stretch the floor. Last year, I think they, you know, with the Oklahoma, they had him doing stuff uh, uh, not like they were doing in New York, and I think that was a little step back for him. Um, but you know, if he can play like that power forward position to stretch the floor, which is, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, uh, you know, D'Antoni's going to go small, um, 
as much as he can with his three shooters and um he'd probably fit pretty well uh you know you don't want probably ball stopping as much but um you know if he can work off of harden and work off of cp3 and um more as a you know catching guy i think that would fit well you think the rockets are the favorite any buzz with los angeles um any more so than over the last few weeks or does it feel like the Rockets are the favorite with uh, him and C- CP, but you got CP, but of course, you know, he's got a great relationship with LeBron too. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't heard much of anything, um, you know, definitely no smoke um, on that front that I've heard anything of as far as the Lakers. I got to think the Rockets are the favorites. Um, you know, I don't know what uh, maybe Miami is an outlier or something like that. I don't know who else, um, where he would fit. Yeah. Um, what, what about the, uh, I guess what's going on, um, with golden state and the signing of boogie. Uh, do you feel like that makes golden state that much better or, you know, are we overblowing this because it's not likely that he's going to be anywhere close to the boogie cousins of old with that injury and trying to come back from that? Yeah, I mean that's a, I think it's a really good sign signing for them. Obviously, I mean they aren't they aren't locked into anything. Um, you know, kind of the one year cheap rental, and they can have him take his time coming back. And for them, the hope is you know all season long he gets better and better, and um, by the playoff time he's you know looking a lot closer to himself. But it does open things up as um, if he's not able to move, you know. As, well move laterally maybe that's a point of attack that people um go after with golden state when they're when they're playing him yeah i'm just wondering the, the guy wasn't exactly uh somebody that would run up and down the floor and as much as he could uh when he was healthy to get back on defense and stuff like that so yeah i kind of wonder where he's going to be a- after an injury and how willing he's going to be able to get up and down the court with with that especially you talk about golden state that likes to, to get up and down the court um, with, with Rob Palenka and, and Magic Johnson, uh, does Magic make most of the decisions, the basketball decisions there? I mean, who's the one that's overseeing who and what do you think their idea of how to build a team is? Because, you know, we've never seen Rob Palenka and w- what he wants to do at all. And, you know, Magic, uh, he, he played for different styles of teams with the Lakers over the years. I mean, it was usually show time but uh he's played with uh a little slower as his career was uh getting a little bit uh further down i think after uh the 87 and 88 maybe in those er- that early 90s team was a little bit slower i think it's definitely kind of magic's vision on you know sort of the broad strokes on what they want to do obviously you know they're talk with luke and make sure they're on the same page as far as coaching um and all that and then palinka basically you know, executes um, kind of that vision. And I, I think it's a little bit collaborative, but definitely, you know, Magic's probably the driving force there. Um, and then as far as philosophy, we've kind of heard a, a lot of Magic um, talking about people in terms of winners, having winners on court, um, guys that, you know, have experience winning. And so that seemed to be kind of one of the philosophies this offseason is um, – bringing in guys that he felt were winners, but also guys like uh, Stevenson who were, you know, kind of 
agitators, guys that could stir things up a little bit because we had a really quiet sort of locker room last year. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's going to change this year. Um, and then they wanted, you know, out of the draft, they wanted shooting. And so they went after, you know, Mo Wagner and uh, Sviatoslav Mikhailuk. Yeah, I did that pretty well. Uh, um, <laughs> and, and, you know, pulled in a couple of shooters from those positions. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, it's generally, they want people that can compete in the playoffs and teach kind of the young guys uh, how to do that, I think. Well, it's going to be fun. I mean, for you guys, it's going to be fun this year to see what happens. And I just, I, something tells me that Daryl's not done with the Rockets, that they've got something else up their sleeve and not just the mellow thing. Uh, I'm wondering if they're still going to flip Anderson. I, I don't know how they get rid of him still. I've, I've been beating my head against the wall trying to yeah, figure it out. I, I think with like Anderson and with Dang, you know, you've got so many teams with cap space next year that, there'll probably be a lot more people that are able to, you know, absorb a contract like that with a, um, a pick and probably right now just the asking price is too high. I would think, um, until, you know, we get to this time next year, none of these teams, it seems like even you look at somebody like Sacramento, that could still take in Ryan Anderson's money. I mean, does a first round pick mean anything to the Sacramento Kings if it's at the end of the first round, which you would assume it would be for the Rockets? I mean, I, I just don't know if that's that means anything, a late first round pick. I don't know what means anything to anything to in Sacramento. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they know what would know what to do with the draft <laughs> pick. So that, that that's a good question. Yeah, I, yeah that's a big uh, question mark there for sure. Well, uh, man, it's yeah. You guys, uh, you guys are, are back in business with LeBron. Uh, the Lakers should be fun. Uh, thanks for doing this. Always fun to talk with you. Uh, we we don't do it enough. We need to do it more often. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah, anytime, man. And uh, next time you're out here in LA, we got to hook up again. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening. And if you're new to the show, subscribe to Houston Sports Talk on iTunes, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. You can keep up with this show and my daily Locked On Texans podcast on Twitter and Facebook or by going to HoustonSportsTalk.net or LockedOnTexans.com.